Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. You know, last week uh, we talked about resurrection, you know, in my message called uh, What is a Resurrection? And I, I mentioned that, you know, um, when Jesus said that I am the resurrection and the life and whoever believes in me shall not perish, shall not die. I mentioned that that was, you know, one of the seven I am statements uh, that Jesus made, especially in the Gospel of John. And I mentioned that maybe one day we can revisit that. And uh, after much prayer, uh, I felt that, you know, the Lord just wants me to go through uh, the different I am's. And so uh, for, I don't know how long a Sunday, uh, uh, you know, that I'll be preaching, you know, but every opportunity I get to, to preach on a Sunday to you guys, uh, I want to be able to tackle uh, and help us to understand uh, just one more I am statement of Jesus. Uh, and uh, why is this important? Because uh, many times what we do is that uh, we we like to label things. We like to box things up. And a lot of us, we, we come to church or maybe uh, this is your first time in church. Welcome. Uh, and uh, many times we come in with our preconceived notions. Uh, we think we know what Christianity is like. We think we know what the Bible is about. We think we know who Jesus is is. Um, but many times the danger of that is that we walk away not only with a preconceived notion, but we walk away with a wrongful interpretation of who God is and what he stands for. And this actually will affect uh, our perception of him. And this will also affect, you know, our outlook in life. And so, you know, how many of you are, are, are glad to know that, that Jesus didn't live it to chance? Because he knows of how the sinful, the human nature is and how easily confused we are. Uh, he decided to reveal himself, you know, in, 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 in out of his own mouth with uh, seven I am statements so that we know beyond a shadow of doubt who Jesus is and what God is like. Uh, and, you know, my hope is that through studying and understanding uh, what Jesus says about himself, you know, who he says I am, uh, that this will also help us in our prayer life. You know, this will also give us boldness uh, to declare. You know, how many of you know that, you know, this year, the theme for 2021 is prophesy. Now, many times prophesy gets a bad rap because we, you know, think that it's just, you know, about just, you know, spouting prophecies and all that. No, but prophesy really is about declaration and declaring God's promises, declaring God's word, declaring why God has said over our lives and into our situation. And I hope that even with last week's message, now we walk around understanding what resurrection life is. We will begin to speak to the, the dead ends and speak to the, uh, the, the deaths of our lives or the situations in our lives or the reality of our lives and we will begin to prophesy God's resurrection power uh, that he can make what was once dead, you know, live again uh, and that we can, you know, do that with boldness because faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. And so with today's teaching, I hope that this will give us an extra layer of courage and confidence to pray, to live, to love, 
and to prophesy into our situation, into our lives, into our circumstances. And so, would you turn with me to our scripture for today? We'll be tackling another I am statement of Jesus, but we'll be reading a little bit before he said it and after he said it in John chapter 8, verse 10 to 16. John 8, 10 to 16. If you're there, can I hear a good amen? Amen. John 10, sorry, John chapter 8, verse 10 to 16 says this, right? When Jesus had raised himself and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, and this is what we want to focus on today, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said to him, You bear witness of yourself. Your witness is not true. Jesus answered and said to them, Even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is true, for I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from and where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Praise God. And yet, last verse, if I do judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I am with the Father who sent me. Uh, like I mentioned earlier on, we just wanted to read a little bit of before and after uh, to get uh, more of the context. I'm going to explain uh, a little bit why uh, as we go on. Uh, but homework, go back and read the whole of chapter 8 because chapter 8 starts with, you know, uh, uh, really the whole chapter 8 uh, is the turning point between Jesus' relationship with the Pharisees. Before that, they were kind of like, who is this, you no know, Carpenter uh, uh, that that you know is so you know uh, eloquent and uh, teaching with so much authority. You know we need to kind of like uh, uh, suss him out. We need to kind of like verify him. Uh, and uh, you know they were not quite sure what to make of him. And in chapter eight, you know they really put Jesus to the test. And at the end of chapter eight, go back and read it for yourself. You know it was very clear cut that the Pharisees were no fans of Jesus, and they started to plot against him. So chapter 8 starts with them testing Jesus uh, by throwing in front of him a woman caught in the act of adultery and asking him what would he do or what should be done to her. And of course, Jesus said the, the, the now you know very famous words, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And of course, one by one they left. And of course, that's that, that connects to where we started reading, which is when Jesus said that your accusers have left, go, and I, I condemn you no more as well. Go and sin no more. Uh, and of course, later on, he continued his uh, uh, conversation and his debate with the Pharisees. But what I want us to focus on today is verse 12. Verse 12, I'm going to read it again. Verse 12, this is the I am statement for today. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. This is the I am statement that I want us to focus on today. So if you are putting a title to this message, please write down, follow the light. Follow the light. 
Now you would realize as you go on to read all the I am statements that every time Jesus says I am something, whether it's I am the resurrection and life, I am the, uh, the light of the world as we study today, or I am the bread of life, or I am the vine, you know, we will go on in the coming weeks. Uh, it is immediately followed with an, an invitation. Uh, and resurrection, I am the resurrection of life, it was followed by an invitation to believe. And today, when he said, I am the light of the world, it was immediately followed by an invitation to follow. And so, uh, what Jesus wants to accomplish is he wanted to reveal who uh, uh, he is to uh, people who are looking uh, to his you know, believers, uh, but it's not just about information. You know, Jesus just didn't want to give them a piece of, of who he is, uh, an intellectual understanding of Christ. No, no, no. Instead, he, he wants us to understand that, that a part of understanding is, is doing. And in the doing or in the obedience, in the obeying, uh, we will have more of the understanding. And so that's what I want to help us do today. If Jesus is the light of the world, not if, he is the light of the world, what should our response be? Follow the light, of course. But what does following the light mean? And, and what does it mean to us today? And I hope that today's message will be an encouragement to you to give you some motivation, to give you some perspective on what it means to be a follower of Christ, specifically a follower of the light of the world, what that does to us and, and, and what we can do uh, with what has happened to us as well. Amen. You know, so in other words, you know, I want us to, to, to in short, understand today's message specific, specifically verse 12 uh, with this short phrase, which is follow me, follow Jesus, follow the light and you will, point number one, always hope. Always hope. You know, hope is this thing that, especially in the year, you know, year and a half that we've been living in, uh, it's almost this thing that a lot of us are afraid to do uh, because of just how uncertain the future is. Hope just means trusting for a better outcome, trusting that our current situation will change and change for the better or change in a way that benefits us. And, and, and the beautiful thing is this, that when we have Jesus, when we follow Jesus, when we follow the light of the world, one of the things that will begin to happen is that hope will begin to invade our hearts and will begin to, to, to always have it. You know, the thing about light is that it illuminates. Light shows. Light reveals. Uh, and the beautiful thing is this, that we can hope, uh, not because life is smooth sailing. Far from it. You know, in fact, Jesus never promised smooth sailing life. In fact, he promised trouble. We think we mentioned that in, in, in the messages of the past. Uh, but he also now here promises light. In other words, God is saying that if you follow the light, you will have the light. And when you have the light, you will have hope. And no matter what you're going through, you will have hope. You know, how scary would it be uh, to walk in a darkened room? 
scary, right? Or to walk into a darkened tunnel, right? Of course, all tunnels are dark, what am I talking about? But you know what I'm saying, or a cave. Uh, but if you were to go into a cave with light, it gives you hope. If you were to enter into a darker room with light, it gives you hope. And so what God is saying is this, that, you know, follow me. And no matter what you are going through, you will always have hope because I am light. In other words, even in your valley, right? We, we, we all uh, would much prefer mountaintop uh, experiences. Oh, I'm on, on top of the world. But, the, but, you know, but how many know that God doesn't always just put us on the top of the world from one top of the world to the other top of the world? As much as we like to experience that, actually that will cause diminishing returns. You know, the only reason why the top of the world or the sensation of, of, of being on top of a hill uh, is the fact that we conquered the valley, we conquered the climb, or we pressed through our pain. Uh, and, and many times, you know, life is like that. When life has its valleys and mountaintop moments, it's not because God is not fair, but because it, it actually helps with the enjoyment of life. You know, without the valley, there won't be the peak. Uh, and, 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 you know, and, and it is the contrast uh, that, that maybe gives our life a meaning. But Jesus now wants to add on hope because the truth is this, right? There are times when we go through the valley, the valley of sickness, the valley of unemployment, the valley of tragedy. You know, we, we go through, you know, uh, rejection, the valley of rejection, the valley of bad news. Maybe recently, some of us here have had good news happen to us because of, you know, 21 days of praying and fasting. But then again, sometimes bad news can just come. What Jesus is promising is this, that no matter what life throws at you, and life is messy because life is people and people are messy and, and, and we we create messes and, and God is saying no matter how messy, how unpredictable your future might be, if you have me, you have hope. You know, when you have light and even though you're walking in a valley, uh, what you will experience is that you begin to understand, oh, this is what the valley looks like. You know what I'm saying? If you're just walking through the valley in darkness, you might stumble you might fall, the experience will be miserable. But if you're walking through a valley but and you have the light source with you, you will be going like, oh, you know, this is, uh, oh, okay, I understand. Oh, hey, maybe the valley is not so bad after all. Oh, oh, wow, if the valley is, you know, this is where rivers flow through. Oh, this is, no, it's not where I want to remain, but, but I have hope because now, even though I'm in the valley, if I have the light of the world, Jesus, I know how to navigate myself out of the valley. You know, even if we are certainly, you know, uh, you know, experiencing rejection, whether it's a rejection of, of the heart or a rejection letter or a rejection because we went to the interview and we didn't get the job. And usually without God, what will end up happening to a lot of us is that we will begin to blame ourselves. We'll be so frustrated. Some of us, we go into the interview so confident and we come out not being offered the position and we get so confused. We start to 
doubt. But when you have Jesus in your life, his light will give you understanding even in that rejection. And go like, you know what? Maybe I got rejected because this is not the job for me. I have the light of the world. Therefore, I can handle my rejection. I do not need to be confused by my rejection. Even if there can be a tragedy, and nobody likes tragedy, whether it's sickness or a death in the family. But sometimes, you know, uh, or, or over time, as we follow the light, you know, we will begin to have hope again and understanding again of, of what God was accomplishing uh, through this tragedy. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is this is the beauty of following Jesus. You know, it, Jesus says that in verse 12, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus never promises that we will not go through, uh, 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 you know, times that are messy and complicated and unpleasant. But he says that you will not walk in it. In other words, you will not dwell in it. You will not stay in it. You know, in other words, when you have the light of the world, when you have Jesus, you will be able to walk through the darkness. We don't have to stay in the darkness. Verse 12 tells us that, right? We do not walk in. Whereas when I look at the word walk in, I imagine us without light, walking in circles around the different darkness uh, or darkened areas of our lives. And God is saying that, but with me, you do not need to wander around in circles. You can navigate through the darkness and begin to see the light. You no, know, God's light begins to become like a, a beacon, amen? Just like how the, the, the star, the light uh, in the sky guided you know, the, the wise man to, to where Jesus uh, was at when he was born or, or sometime after he was born. You know, God's light is like that. Even in the darkest of nights, he, he, he beacons us, you know, out uh, of where we are and, and towards the destination that he wants us to be. You know, have you been stuck in darkness lately? Have you been wandering in the valley of disappointment, of rejection, of confusion? Friends, wonder no more. You know, the, the solution is not in in understanding or, or solving your problem and the solution is in following Jesus. Maybe what you need to do is start focusing on the problem and begin to focus on the light of the world. His name is Jesus and as you follow Jesus and he's begin to declare over your situation, prophesy over your situation, you know, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me shall not walk in darkness but they shall have the light of life. God, I declare over this confusing situation, your light. Let your light shine in to birth new hope in my life. Amen. Point number two is this. When we follow the light, when we follow Jesus, we will always have. Always have. You know, you know what? Have what? Have peace. Have joy. But most importantly, have Him. The greatest treasure we can have, the greatest blessing we can have is more, not more stuff, 
not more things, not more wealth or health, but Jesus. Jesus is our greatest treasure. Jesus is, is the one good thing in all of our lives. And, and Jesus here in teaching this I am statement, you know, he, he has a very interesting way of saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. In other words, you know, when you follow Jesus, you will have him. You know, how many of us want uh, to have more intimacy with God? How many of us want to have uh, uh, just uh, a more awareness of God? How many of us want to have uh, a better understanding of God? How many of us want to have, you know, the ability to hear Jesus clearer, to see Him clearer in our lives? Then the key here is to follow Him. You know, the thing is about a light source is this, the nearer you are at the light source or you go towards the light source, the brighter things become uh, and, and the more light you will have the more revelation you will have. You know, many of us, what we do is that we have this bad habit of treating Jesus and treating church and treating his word like some sort of uh, a service, uh, like some sort of product. You know, uh, when we feel down, then we go to his word. You know, when we need some encouragement, then we go to church. You know, uh, when we, you know, whatever it is, when we need something, then we go to him. Uh, and, and what ends up happening is this, that we only have just a, a, a small a piece of God. Uh, and and, and we, we think that, oh, that, that's enough. You know, a lot of us, we go to God and we go like, God, uh, uh, you're amazing. Thank you a lot for saving my life. And, and, and I want you, but I just want to have Sundays only. Leave my Mondays to Saturdays alone. Let me do uh, 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 what I want to do. And, and we convince ourselves that, no, 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 we're all right. You know, we, we don't need, you know, a, a, a God. And when I need it again, it, I'll go to him. You know, sometimes we treat the church like a hospital. Uh, and we think that only when we are sick, uh, do we need the church? Only when we have problems do we need the church. And once we're healthy, once we feel blessed, once we feel whole, once we feel more put together, then, you know, bye-bye, you know, uh, goodbye church, uh, goodbye hospital, I'll see you again, uh, uh, you know, that I'll come back for my yearly checkup during Christmas. I'll come back for my yearly checkup during Easter. You know, I'll come back in my, you know, in my yearly checkup, uh, call a funeral or wedding. You know, but God is saying that, hey, you know, I wrote down here, Jesus revealed this to me as I was preparing this message. He says, intimacy comes from consistency and proximity. I'm going to say that one more time. Intimacy, intimacy with God comes from consistency and proximity. Jesus is saying that if you want to have if you want to have me, if you want to have the light, then you need to follow. Uh, and it's not 
a, a, a product. Jesus is not a product that we can just buy one off and go like, okay, I'm good. And unfortunately, a lot of us, we do that, right? Uh, we, we take whatever piece of Jesus we, we like, and then we begin to use that in our lives, thinking that, no, I'm good. Look, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing fine. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. You know, but how many of us, those of us who have ever done some cleaning before, you would know that sometimes uh, we can be cleaning our room. We can be vacuuming, you know, at night, thinking that we're doing a good job, you know, but until the true light shines in, uh, then we would have revealed all the spots that we have missed. And many times I feel that that way too. As Christians, we are very transactional. Uh, we, we, we have created this vacuum cleaner called faith, our own vacuum cleaner of, of who we think God is. Uh, and we use that to, to try to, you know, clean up the mess in our lives. But Jesus is there saying that, hey, but I want to help. Would you let me in? And we go like, no, 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 it's fine. I've got the vacuum. You know, I've got the message. I've got the podcast. You know, I, I've got the book. Uh, I've got the, the app. Uh, I have got my, my, my Instagram uh, inspirations. Uh, no thanks, God. But those things are just a pale reflection of who God is. Just this last week, I was reminded of this because I was doing some, some vacuuming in my house and uh, the weather has been good some days uh, and the light was shining in and uh, as I was vacuuming, cleaning out all the hairs, especially the dog hair, only did I realize, yikes, actually, if not for the light, I wouldn't have realized that actually my vacuum cleaner was in itself covered with dog hair. How ironic. The very thing that I'm trying to use to clean up, that thing itself has been, you know, dirtied or that thing itself has been corrupted. And, and many times we do that, right? We we have a bit of God. We go for a powerful conference, powerful weekend, and we think, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. And, and then we become like a camel trying to survive off that thing. But God is saying, no, 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 no. I want you to have. Have is a present tense. It's not, I, I, want, I don't want you to have had an experience. I want you to have. I want to have. And so the only way we can have God, have a, he, the full revelation of who He is, is that if we constantly follow. And this was what, in a way, Jesus was trying to get at you know, to the Pharisees because they were trying to argue about, you know, on the whose authority uh, are you preaching and all that. And Jesus saying that I I'm preaching under God's authority because I have him in my life. I came from him and that I am with him. And, and, and many times it is with God that that our, our life is best experienced. Uh, and, and so I want to encourage us today that, you know, uh, have you unknowingly just sliced off a piece of God? Have you only uh, been opening up and flipping up your Bibles only on Sunday? Friends, don't, don't do that. You know, you're not living the, the full life that Jesus wants you. Jesus says that, you know, if, if you know, maybe even for some of us, the, the, the key here uh, uh, is is that we have maybe even some habits in our lives uh, that we are trying to get rid of. Uh, there are some areas in our life that we are walking in darkness. And we think that one prayer, I'm just looking for that one prayer, that one preacher, that one speaker, that one church, uh, that one whatever, that one book <laughs> that can set me free from this addiction, set me free from, from uh, uh, this problem, or, 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 or release 
me from this depression. Um, but Jesus said, it's not about that one thing, that one encounter. It's about having him. And God is saying that I want my light to shine in constantly, all the time. God doesn't want us to live in darkness. God wants His glorious light to shine into every corner of our lives, illuminating, revealing, uh, and, and just you know helping so that we, we can actually know uh, how to overcome. We think that, oh, by vacuuming this area, we're good. And then God shines in and go that the reason why you have to keep vacuuming this area is because you got a bunch of trash on this other corner that you need to first clean. And, and so by having uh, the light of the world in our lives, it creates uh, intimacy with God. You know, draw near to God, you know, uh, proximity and do it often. Consist consistency. Consistency plus proximity equals or births intimacy. Amen. You know, and, and that's such a powerful thing. You know, all of us will know this, right? We, we, a, a black shirt, uh, uh, in, uh, on yellow dim lights can look nice and, and smooth, uh, but once exposed to the real sunlight, then you can see, you know, maybe all the different, uh, uh you know, ironing patchworks, all the imperfection. And sometimes we're, we're, we're like that. We think we're okay, but God said, I don't want you to just be okay. I want you to have me. Amen. Point number three is this. Follow the light, follow Christ, and you will always be humble. Always humble. You know, many times what gets us is the pride of life, right? Uh, and we think that we're okay. We think that we don't need God. Uh, and, and every time we preach about Jesus being the light of uh, the world uh, and how light reveals a lot of us, we we get uncomfortable. Uh, so we're either two camps. We either think that we don't need any more revelation. We have our own uh, revelation. Uh, or we are so afraid of the light because it exposes us for who it is. And that's why Jesus in verse 12, uh, on when we read from verse 10 to 16, you know, the, the revelation that I am the light of the world and he who follows me shall never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. You know, that was a beautiful statement uh, right there between the sinner, the woman who was caught in adultery, and the scholars, the Pharisee. Maybe that's why I should have called today's message. Between the sinner and the scholar. Ooh, you know? And, and that's what God wants us to be. You know, God doesn't want us to be a sinner, but then Jesus is saying that I am the light, but I'm not here to judge, right? In, in, in verse 15 of John chapter 8, he says, you know, I, I, I'm not here to judge, but if I do judge, my judgment is true. You know, but God is saying that, hey, I am the light, I will reveal, uh, and you do not need to walk in darkness, uh, but I'm here to help you. You know, maybe that's another uh, extra point for you. When you follow the light of the world, there's always help, you know, <laughs> another always help uh, AH uh, point for you. But, but we'll stay on always humble because Jesus is saying that, look, you know, you might think you're a sinner, but I'm here to help. You might think that you are a scholar, but I'm here, you know, to help, help keep you humble, help keep you on the straight and narrow. And, and, and why did I choose always humble uh, to focus on? Because, you know, this is a powerful, the, the, the fact that Jesus is the light of the world, 
uh, and yet he doesn't judge us, but his light is meant to shine in to give us freedom. I find that like that, that humbles me. You know, that reminds me of, of who Jesus is. You know, we are all once sinners, uh, like that woman who was caught in adultery, exposed, and the light of the world is there saying that I'm not here to expose you. I'm not here to shame you. I'm here so that you do not need to walk in darkness anymore. Follow me. The fact that the perfect light of the world, God's one and only Son, would, would give us a second chance, humbles me, reminds me of who I am. No matter how long I've been a Christian, I have no right to be a know-it-all. I have no right to, to think that I'm perfect. No, 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 no. Oh, there is, there, there is no goodness in me. In fact, can we go a little bit deeper? Jesus was so powerful when he's so multi-layered when he said, I am the light of the world. In that statement alone, Jesus is in a way a killing two birds with one stone. He is in fact telling us that there is no light in this world except me. Think about it. You know, this is not just a spiritual thing, but the planet Earth does not have its own light source on the planet. That, that's what I mean, right? The reason why our world, the planet Earth, has a light source is because of the sun. And the sun shines on our planet uh, and we have light and we have life. And Jesus is saying that, you know, if you think that by your own logic, if you think that by your own science, if you think that by your own philosophy, you know, that, that in this world you can figure out a way to solve the world, then, then you are dead wrong because I am the light of the world because the world itself has no light. Planet Earth itself, without the sun, will just be like any other planet in our solar system, dead, uninhabited, just an empty husk of itself. But because of the light of the world, and so this, this humbles me to go like, wow, God, in that one statement, you are telling everyone listening that, that you are the true source, that, that there is no self-help on planet Earth, and the only help comes outside of Earth. And he says, I am the light of the world. The Greek word for light is phos, phos, and you know, where we get you know, the for the, the fossil, it is like the, 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 you know, where we get phosphorus, phosphorus, a, a bright burning burst of, 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 of light, phosphorus, or a photograph, the pho uh, uh, is the Greek word for light. A photograph just means uh, 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 writing uh, or, or printing with light. And, and so even our eyes, if not for external source, Right? This is how the eye works, and all the doctors and, and science people can confirm this. How our eye works, how our retina works, the reason why we can see is because light is shining into our eyes. Uh, if there's something blocking that light, we can't see. So again, 
the reason why we can even perceive the world is not because I have eyes or, or, or you know, our DNA. It's the fact that there's external source called sun, uh, that the sunlight uh, that, that, that comes into our, uh, 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 our retina, our iris, and helps us to process. And, and Jesus is saying that without me, you'll forever be in darkness. Without me, you can never figure out even though you have eyes. You will have eyes, but you will not see. Would you let me in? And that humbles us because, or humbles me at least, because I realize that, you know, the, the no matter how, uh, 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 you know, influential, and I'm just saying this, not because I want it or I am, but let's say, for example, no matter how influential one day I will be, you know, maybe one day I'll become famous as a, a preacher of God's word. And the only way and the only reason I'm famous is not because of me, it's because of the light and the light that shines in me and through me. The reason why you have what you have, friends, is not because of your own strength, your own uh, uh, networking. It's not because you studied hard. It's because the light shone into your life, and then your your life has your 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 life has life <laughs> because of the light. You know, and not only that, Jesus is also on a on a more metaphysical way showing that you know the only way for Earth to be saved is if someone, uh, the source of light, the force, you know, comes from outside the world into our world. And that's why Jesus, you know, he's the only one that came. All other world religions is someone professing that they figure it out. But Jesus, Christianity, is the only one that celebrates the fact that we can follow Jesus wholeheartedly because he is not of this world. He came into this world. You know, he came from heaven. He came from God. He came from our Father in heaven into this world and then uh, out of this world again so that one day we will also ascend with him and, and this 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 humbles us and and not only that can i bring us to one more point not only does the the, the revelation of of jesus as the, the 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 force and in fact you know the 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 greek word for world is cosmos the the false cosmos you know wow the the, the light of the cosmos comes near friends if that doesn't humble you, you know, we would, we would, you know, if, if one day, you know, your, your favorite celebrity pops in and have dinner with you, you know, or whoever that might be, you would be like, whoa, you know, I never thought that you, you would, you would even have dinner. You know, if one day the queen comes knocking on your door and go like, can we have some tea? You're going to be like, yeah. You know, and then you'd be like, but all I have is just some Jaffa cakes and coffee. And then she's like, that's fine. That's my favorite too. And then, you know, we would be so humbled uh, at the very presence of this, this royal. What more when we have the light of the cosmos giving us this invitation to follow him. But that's just the start of the invitation. You know, the invitation goes on to say this, right? That I am the light of the world. I am false cosmos. And he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but they will have the light of life. And this is beautiful because, you know, he, God not only gives us the privilege to partner with him, to draw near to him, to be 
in his presence. Can you imagine we can't just walk into the White House, but we can walk into the presence of God because of Jesus. Just think about that for a while. And then not only that, as we draw near to him, he gives us the privilege to be a lesser light. He says, I am false cosmos. And when you follow me, you will have false zoe. Zoe is, is, is life. Life as we know it. Life in the physical and spiritual. And this is powerful because it reminds me of how in, in Genesis chapter 1, God created two lights to govern our planet. Uh, the greater light he called sun and the lesser light he called moon. And even though God was so kind to call it lesser light, the moon in itself doesn't shine. The reason why the moon illuminates in the dark is because it is reflecting the sun. And, and this, is, this is Jesus saying that as you follow me, the sun, I will make you my lesser light in this world. In your life, your light will shine forth and everyone in your life will know that there is hope. Uh, you will be like the moon uh, in the darkest of nights. No matter how dark it is when you see a full moon and those of us who have experienced a full moon before will know that a full moon shines bright, right? Really bright. The next time there's, there's a full moon, go outside, experience it. You know, you, 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 you begin to see, wow, this is like a mild sun, you know, uh, all the light without the burn. Uh, and, and, and this is powerful. This is so humbling because God is saying that I am the light. Follow me and you will always have hope. Follow me and you will always have me. And that as you follow me, I will make you a lesser light. I am false cosmos. And as you follow me, you will be the foes of life, for zoe. That's a Greek word for life, just in case you're wondering, well, what is this random language you're speaking? This is just Greek in which the Gospel of John is written in. Friends, you know, isn't it powerful? I hope that this teaching on, on, on I am, on Jesus saying that I am the light of the world will now give you renewed perspective, a, a greater hunger, uh, and, and, and more humility uh, to say that, God, you know, who am I to say no to you? Every time Jesus asks us, you are the salt of the earth, you know, you go out there and, and be salt and light. It's not just uh, instruction for us to go out and, and to suffer humiliation, even though the world will hate us, Jesus said that but it is an invitation to be a lesser light, to be a moon that reflects the glory of the sun to the world that's living in darkness. And so friends, you know, I pray that this will also give you a greater passion to serve God and to live for Him. You know, so as we close, I want to pray for us and specifically on, 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 on some of us that maybe we feel like you know, we, there are areas in our lives that, that we are still walking in darkness and, and God wants to set us free. And, and, and we might be walking in the darkness for now, but as we follow the light, the, the, the way out of the darkness of depression, the darkness of addiction, the darkness of sin, the darkness of your pain, the darkness of the tragedy is not for closure, is not for time to take away, but it's by 
walking after. As you walk after, as you follow the light, you'll be walking further and further away from the trauma of that darkness. Let's pray. Father Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to open your word and to know you for who you are. God, you didn't want us to be confused. You didn't want us uh, to, to, to misunderstand who you are and say, and you reveal yourself, I am. I am the light of the world. And so God, whoever who follows you will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. God, we want light in our lives. God, we are sick and tired of our addictions, of our depression, of our double-mindedness. God, it does not satisfy. It leaves us with regret and disgust upon ourselves. And God, you, I, I praise you, Lord, that Lord, you inserted this statement between the scholars and the sinners to say that, you know, this what you need is not more information. What you need is, is, is to follow me. And you're not here as even as you reveal and as we draw nearer to you, God, more and more errors in our lives, more and more weaknesses in our life will be revealed. But Lord, your word also says that I'm not here to judge, but I'm here to help us to no longer walk in darkness. So let that be even a word of freedom for some people here. Some of us, you feel so judged, but God is saying that I'm not here to judge. I'm here so that you do not need to walk in darkness. And so, Lord, we surrender our lives. Lord, help us, Lord. Every area that we're struggling with right now, Lord, maybe, Lord, help us not to be fixated with the struggle, but fix our eyes on you, the light of the world. And Lord, as your light shines, we will be able to walk no longer in the darkness, perpetually in the darkness, but out of darkness. Thank you, Lord. I declare this freedom in Jesus' name, I declare chains be broken. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Before I close today's service, I also very quickly just want to give us an opportunity, especially for friends that are watching this. You don't know Jesus. And you previously, you thought that Jesus was just this, you know, this teacher. But no, no, no. He's more than that. He is God who came from heaven to earth. He is the source of light of the world. You know, he came in to redeem the world. His light shines in. And maybe you feel like, you know, you, you know, your, your life is, you know, full of darkness and, and you are unhappy and, and, and maybe all you see in front of you is just a darkened shadow. Well, the only reason why you see shadows in front of you is because your back is turned to the light. You see, once you turn to face the light, the shadow is always behind you, not in front of you. And so what, what does this mean? It means that God is asking us, would you turn to him? Would you turn your life around? No matter how old you are, no matter how much of a mess you think you are in, you are just one turn away from salvation, one turn away from the light of God. So God, Jesus, he is the light of the world. His arms are wide open. He is saying that I don't judge you. I love you. Come follow me and walk out of darkness. So would you turn? Would you turn? Amen. Stop staring at the shadows of your life and would you turn to face him and leave your shadows behind you? How do you do that? Well, come to Jesus. Admit that you need him. Admit that, 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 that he 
is, is, is the solution. Believe in Jesus. Believe him when he says he's the son of God. Believe him when he said that he loves you. Believe him when he says he died for you. Believe him when he says that, you know, he has forgiven you. Because through the cross, by dying on the cross, Jesus took all of our shadow, all of our sin, and he nailed it there. And last week's message, we talked about how Jesus rose again three days later proving once and for all that he has overcome the world. The scariest thing on planet Earth is death and Jesus has overcome it. And all that's left for us to do after admitting we need God, believing him for who he says he is, is to commit our lives to him. Follow, follow, follow Jesus. Walk with him. Not once a year, not occasionally, but walk with him. Every day, walk with him. Speak to him, pray with him. Hunger for him. And the word says you will have him. You will have forgiveness and you will have eternal life. If that's what you desire, would you say this prayer uh, uh, that we will be flashing up on the screen in a while and, and, and just open up your heart to him and let Jesus set you free. God bless. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.